Hello, and welcome to Saturday Night Hive. I'm here with my friend Hibba after Christmas. Hello, Hibba. Hi, Candice. So we are not going to be doing a full episode about the Paul Rudd Christmas episode because there was no Paul Rudd Christmas episode Mm -hmm. in a way. But we have some very exciting stuff to get to today. But first, I just wanted to ask top line Hibba. Did you have any thoughts or reactions to the Paul Rudd episode? I mean, I think my first question for you is, did you even watch it? Yeah. Um, okay, so all day we were sort of texting back and forth because we saw different headlines coming out that certain cast members had chosen to go home and sit this one out. And then um, Charlie XCX posted that she wasn't going to be performing. Um, so we were kind of like on the edge of our seat all day. Uh, honestly surprised that they didn't just like cancel but they never do Mm -hmm. that so um so I watched the monologue live and basically what happened was they were like sorry like COVID so they re-ran some old sketches that were like holiday themed and then um they also ran some of the digital shorts that they had recorded earlier in the week I understand why they had to do that. Like overall, I think the disappointment was pretty palpable, especially with the whole um, five timers club thing. So I'm glad that at least Paul Rudd still got his jacket and they did like some jokes about it. Um, The live weekend update with Tina Fey was pretty good, but I was upset to be honest. Like I just like tuned into the monologue and then it was like, okay, it's not live. So I'll watch the rest of it later. I think they did the best that they could in that situation. I think the hard part is just that everybody looks forward so much to the Christmas episode, the holiday episode, because you Mm -hmm. know that they're always going to go out with a bang and do something cool. Um, And we anticipated what the cool thing was because we knew that Paul was about to join the Five Timers Club. Um, So it was all the more disappointing. But I don't think it was anyone's fault. I think they handled it pretty well. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point, which is that the highlight of the Paul Rudd episode was probably him being inducted into the Five Timers Club. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because that did happen. And yet, like he said, it was so disappointing. And I feel bad for him Mm -hmm. because like it is true that like he didn't he didn't do anything exactly to get it. But I will say also Getting asked to do it five times is what gets you into the club, yeah. not producing five full episodes. And yeah. so, Paul Rudd aside, Tom Hanks coming in was a surprise, but it was pleasant. Heba and I were essentially beat reporters for the day, being like, Tina Fey is going to step in for Colin Jost, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. Pete Davidson then goes to watch Spider-Man with Kim Kardashian while this is happening, which was hilarious to me. But yeah, it's one of those things where... When I think about SNL as, like, an institution, as this beacon of reason and this beacon of, like, we believe in science, blah, 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 blah. There Mm -hmm. are these moments when I'm, like, I wish you hadn't come back when people weren't even vaccinated in October of 2020, but, like, whatever. Yeah. However, I feel like this was very much Lorne Michaels being, like, the show must go on even though it's half an episode. And I've, (laughs) and according to Billie Eilish, I've been coughing all week. Cough, cough, cough. But with that being said, I think we're going to end this episode on a much 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 more hopeful note because Hibba and I are back where we started to do the Saturday Night Live 2022 draft 
So the way this is going to work is that Hiba and I have chosen a handful of people that we think may host in 2022, the calendar year. So this is spanning two seasons. Now, to be fair, some of these predictions are scientific. Some of these are like we've looked at movie release dates and we've analyzed the amount of movie stars versus TV stars, blah. Some of them are just people we want to see because we're thirsty. And at the end of this, we will also throw in a few musical guests we'd love to see. But I'm going to go ahead and start first. <laughs> Hiva and I have not told each other who we picked. And so, Hiva, I'm so excited to see your aplomb and applause and shock at my picks. Okay. The first person that I am nominating for the SNL 2022 draft is Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. He is currently on the Oscar campaign for a little movie called The Tender Bar. Mm. And... Here's the thing. I unfortunately could see a world unto which he is nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar in the 2022 Academy Awards. And if that is true, that means that he will probably, probably, probably be on this running rampage toward Oscar voting campaigning. And I think the perfect stop would be for him, SNL, in February. He is my first pick. I think he is in the Five Timers Club. All right, Heba, who is your first pick for the SNL 2022 draft. Okay, I think you're going to like this one. So, um, and I'm going to go ahead and say John Mulaney. <gasps> wow. I know that's a little out there, but I just feel like he's sort of getting his life back on track. And he, as Candace alerted me over the weekend, just posted a picture of his newborn baby. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they like to just keep him around and keep an eye on him and whenever he's like doing better or maybe has something to promote he usually hosts so I'm hoping John Mulaney really broke our hearts a lot of times last year and this year and I'm hoping that we get to see like a more healed version of him host sometime early next year yeah it's so funny because you're so right John Mulaney, biggest heartbreaker of the year, 2021. I think what's also funny about him is that you don't expect it from him. He is the guy who asked you out and he broke your heart on Valentine's Day? Mm -mm. That is exactly where he places in the lexicon. To be clear, he's not a heartthrob. He's just a heartbreaker, which makes it all the more surprising, right? She nailed it. Heaven nailed it. Heaven nailed it. <laughs> all right. So Heaven's first pick is heartbreaker John Mulaney. Thank you very much. My second pick is unfortunately a little bit too tied to my first pick. And that is because my second pick is Jennifer Lopez. <gasps> oh, my God. Let me be extremely clear. I want Jennifer Lopez to double duty. I want her to be the host. I want her to be the musical guest. I want her to introduce herself and say, ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer Lopez. Although if Ben Affleck came out and said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my fiance, Jennifer Lopez. Ooh, I'd be so happy. Wait, are they engaged? No, right? Not yet, girly. Not yet, okay. girly. <laughs> okay. But Jennifer Lopez has a lot going on for her in the first half of the 2022 calendar year. She's got Marry Me, a movie with Owen Wilson coming out on Peacock, hashtag Synergy. She's got this other movie that she saw in the Dominican Republic called Shotgun Wedding. And mm. J-Lo never stops producing music. She never stops producing J-Lo beauty products. And therefore, I want I want to see our Super Bowl halftime show performer bring me some good vibes. And because I am both cynical and hopeful, 
I will happily accept a Ben Affleck hosting J-Lo musical guesting episode. <gasps> I'm okay with that. Oh my God, that's such a good one. I think also like J-Lo is in this category of people where she is objectively too famous. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't need SNL, but I feel like she would still be down to host and or slash musical guest because she's never like too good for mar- a marketing opportunity, right? Like you just get that vibe from her where she's, like you said, constantly constantly promoting where like some people like like Beyonce will never do SNL like she never she doesn't need that right and JLo doesn't need it either but I feel like yeah I mean JLo would just be more game especially with her boo exactly JLo loves a collab all right Hiba who is your next pick for the SNL 2022 draft Okay, so my next pick is Robert Pattinson. <gasps> wow. <laughs> oh, he almost made my list. This is good. So I chose him because um, he is starring as Bruce Wayne in The Batman. It's mm-hmm. coming out um, early next year. So yeah, I feel like he's a solid pick. And he's in the category of people that like, we know them, they're around, but they haven't been on the scene super lately Mm -hmm. um so i think he could drum up like enough engagement for like people to tune in to watch um and also whenever there's a big like superhero movie i think people um do the full kind of like press store late night shows all of that stuff and snl is like right in the same building that is a fantastic pick hiba he really was on my list and i unfortunately had to cut him but I think the question of Robert Pattinson is if he is down to do sketch comedy, Mm. because I'm realizing, especially after this season, that the question is not like um, for some stars and some people, there are people out there who reject SNL. There are some celebrities who are like, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. And I kind of wonder if Robert Pattinson is in that place because I don't really know how he is on live stage. But I will say that my next two picks are tangentially related (laughs) to your pick. So. My third pick for the SNL 2022 draft is Channing Tatum. Mm. Mm. Channing Tatum has been a bit quiet this past two years, professionally, professionally. And his 2022, therefore, is very stacked. He's going to be in a Sandra Bullock movie. He's going to be in a movie called Dogs. I don't know what that's about, but he also is probably going to be filming Magic Mike 3 at some point this year. And lastly, his biggest role of all, some have been rumored to say that he is the boyfriend of Zoe Kravitz, who is in (gasps) The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, he's going to star in Pussy Island by Zoe Kravitz, which she's directing and writing. And I just think that this might be a big year for Channing Tatum because I did not realize people liked him until he stepped out with Zoe Kravitz and all my friends Mm. were like, he can still get it. And I was like, oh, so okay. And... I mean, can you even imagine him coming to SNL and bringing back like a Magic Mike sketch? Like that would shatter YouTube records. That would decease Kyle Mooney. That would make Lorne Michaels go into retirement. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think like the categories that you laid out earlier, this is definitely a thirst pick, but it also has Mm. a good probability. I almost put Zoe Kravitz on my list, but I feel like she's not down to do sketch comedy. And that's the only reason I didn't have her. But this is pretty solid. She is too cool to do sketch comedy. So Hiva, what is your next pick for the draft? Okay, so um, my next pick is a little bit more sad, but maybe realistic, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to say that 
I think they'll probably do a few at-home episodes where they don't have a host. So I think um, if COVID is going the way that it's going right now, things are getting worse in the wintertime, um, I think it's going to be difficult for them to come back um, sometime in early winter. Like, I don't love that home episodes. I think basically everyone last year um, was just happy to have something rather than nothing. Um, but I really don't see how they're going to be able to do in-studio episodes with the new variant being as contagious as it is. I think at the very least, they will not have an audience again for a while. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, my pick is a little dose of reality. I'm going to say uh, a few more at-home episodes. I'm so glad you brought this up, though, Hiba, because it's funny because the fact that you said a new variant but not the variant means that we can replay this episode in one year and it'll still work. It'll yeah. still totally work. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, yeah, I actually think, Hiba, that's a really good thing to talk about because, you know, we are coming into a new year and we know that Lauren Michaels wants to hit that January 22 date. But the question is, will he? Will 30 Rock let him? Yeah. I think what I noticed or learned and observed about this past season is that a live audience is like so desperately important to Lauren Michaels, yeah. which is something I never thought about. I would say that I've taken them for granted a lot. But I think the reason a live audience in Studio 8H matters is because... There is no other show like SNL. Mm. There is no one on television making live scripted comedy. And I don't say that in like a nice way. Therefore, you need every component of that to work. And the other issue, too, is that if SNL has no audience, Jimmy Fallon has no audience. Seth yeah. Meyers has no audience. Like this is actually more of a corporate like policy more than we want it to be. I'm I'm curious if they decide to do SNL at home, though. I'm extremely curious to see if we go down that route. Yeah, I think, like, in general, live audiences are really important for live comedy. Um, and you're right, like, if the late night shows don't have audiences, nothing in the building can have an audience, right? So it kind of, like, reverts us back to last winter before everyone was able to get vaccinated. And you're right, like, I'm afraid we'll be able to play the same episode next winter and it'll be the same sort of situation. Um, but with all that being said, maybe we should move on to, I'm guessing, your more uplifting <laughs> next guest. Exactly. So my next pick is Kristen Stewart. My pick on Kristen Stewart, first off, to Tino's queen, is firstly because she is going to be promoting Spencer when she gets nominated for Best Leading Actress at the Oscars in the 2022 Academy Awards. So she will honestly be doing a Ben Affleck situation of, like, mm -hmm. gets nominated, must go on tour immediately. Yeah. And the thing is, Kristen Stewart has a good relationship with SNL yeah. because she did produce one of their, I would say, funniest, gayest sketches, Tostino's, with Vanessa Bayer, who unfortunately is not there anymore to, like, recreate that. But... Kristen Stewart would be a fun girl to put in the bag. Yeah, that's that's good. I actually almost had her too, so I'm glad that you put her on your list. Exactly. Okay, Heba, who's your last pick? Okay, so um, I want to say first, I think Paul Rudd will be back. Maybe they'll give him the season finale. Um, but I feel like he has to be able to like, 
you know, do his whole thing and like have a redeeming chance. Uh, that's not my final pick, though. My final pick is I don't know which one or who specifically it'll be, but I think they're going to bring back an SNL alum because they usually do that a few times a season. I think if COVID goes the way that it's going, it might be Seth Meyers or Jimmy Fallon because they work in the same building and they both have a good relationship with SNL. Um, and it would just be like a fun time and like good episodes. So I feel like when they kind of get crunched, they like look internally within their own network and like who better than people who already have to follow all the same COVID protocols as them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say an SNL alum, specifically Seth Meyers or Jimmy Fallon, um, but it could be someone else that like lives in New York or something like that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I have to admit that I actually would love to see Seth Meyers on SNL again, not only because like I love people who are writers that come back, but also because throughout the pandemic, especially with things like Sea Captain and like all the episodes he did in his parents-in-law's attic, he is such a good character actor and yeah. he does really good improv and I want to see it. So it's so funny because Hiba essentially has put the umbrella over my pick, my final pick, because this person is also an SNL alum and their name is Bill Hader. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick Bill Hader. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so here's the deal. There is a pretty good chance that there's going to be a new season of Barry premiering sometime in 2022. They were filming it during the pandemic. Bill Hader, very, very beloved, very good host, I would say. And the question, the X factor, I should say, is whether or not he will be able to transport himself from L.A. to New York regarding protocols. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. If a Barry season comes out this year, that puts them in contention for an Emmy later in September. Therefore, Homeboy's going to go on the run on the run two and on the run three for some press and therefore bill Hader will come back but you know what heba i'm gonna add to that if bill Hader comes back i would love to see seth also pop in say a little hello and then maybe there's a john mulaney cameo as well and he brings his son for some reason <laughs> there's so many possibilities but i think we were totally in the right okay room. this is such a great pick because it's so on brand for you it's a thirst pick, but it's very probable. Like, you brought the facts, mm. you brought the receipts, so I'm going to let it go. Thank you. And let me be very clear. I am more thirsty for Bill Hader than Channing Tatum. I just want everyone to know that. And I know mm. it sounds like I'm joking, but Hiba knows that I'm not lying. No, she's not. <laughs> she knows my Please interest. Please take this seriously. Yep. But um, <laughs> just throwing in some nice little treats at the end, Hiba. do you have any musical guests that you want to, like, throw at the dartboard of predictions for this draft? Yeah, okay, so, um, you know, I always say Drake. I think, to be honest, I feel like I'm coming to the sad realization that I think he thinks he's too famous for SNL because his album came out and nothing. And then I think also maybe he lives too far away or he's too busy doing whatever he, it is that he does. Um, my serious pick, though, I think they're going to allow uh, Charlie XCX to come back and redo yeah. performance. And then... The Weeknd, I think, is releasing an album sometime in 2022. Mm -hmm. He also strikes me as someone who might be on the verge of being too famous, but I feel like he's a game. Like, he's sort of, like, goofy enough and, like, mm -hmm. would be the type of musical guest that also appears in a sketch or something like that. 
Those are great picks. I mean, have I never want you to get off the Drake OVO jet because like it's your time will come. Your time will come. (laughs) Leave Adonis at home. The time will come. Um, I'm really glad you said Charlie XCX though. I also would love her to come back because, oh, I love that woman and I want to see her perform. And I feel like Bowen Yang would also really need it. So we're on the yeah. same page. I already mentioned that I would love JLo to double duty. I stand by that. Mm-hmm. Other people I would love to see. Maggie Rogers, who mm. I have missed since her last album. And I would love to see what she's up to. So I would also love to see Kendrick Lamar or Lizzo grace the stage because they are two people who are rumored to have albums come out literally every season. And so I would love for it to finally happen. I want to throw in Liam Gallagher just because he is coming out with a new album. And also, if you don't know who he is, that's the point. I think we also need like a white guy with guitar surprise thrown in there a la Nate Recliffe. And lastly, this is my far-fetched but in the parking lot of the stadium pick Mitski because she is dropping an album yeah and I think I she has a good good chance just because she's coming off the precedent of Phoebe Bridgers and Maggie Rogers mm. and Japanese Breakfast like I think this is a good time for her and I'm very very excited to see what she will smash guitar our hearts who knows I think she's perfect because she's sort of like rising star like known but not super mainstream um and i think snl tries to pick those people along with people who like are super mainstream and we already know and love yeah like the weekends and yeah 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 lizzo yeah so those are our picks for the snl 2022 draft and let me be very clear hiba and i are not exactly hitting 10 out of 10s out of park we are often surprised when our picks end up getting picked but we we tell the audience when it happens I will say one last thing, Hiba. I have a question for you, a prediction question for you. Do you think Pete's pre-tape from the Paul Rudd episode is yet another hint that he is leaving SNL? Okay, it's funny that you ask about that one because I felt like Pete is verging on becoming a little too cocky and maybe I'm Mm -hmm. saying this a little too late, but he's had a few sketches or digital shorts now like the one the music video one that he did with taylor swift where it's all about him and how he basically is like very famous now Mm -hmm. so the thing the question remains for me it's like i agree with you that like he could be hinting at leaving snl but my question is like what's next like Mm -hmm. dating celebrities who are cooler and hotter and more rich than you even though that's what he's famous for, is not a full-time job, is it? Like, I don't know. I wish it was. Maybe he's going to turn it into a full-time job. I just don't know, like, career-wise where he goes from here. Like, I I think that at most he could do, like, kind of supporting roles in, like, big movies, but I don't see him as a serious actor. I don't think he sees himself as a serious actor. Uh, I feel like, to be honest, SNL in saying tethered to SNL is what keeps him famous Mm -hmm. like besides dating celebrities it's what keeps him relevant and kind of like Mm -hmm. current because like like i let me just break it to everyone like he's not gonna marry kim kardashian like that's not gonna (laughs) happen like he's not gonna be like a trophy husband like i don't know i did really enjoy the part in that sketch though when um paul rudd was pretending to be like the writer guy that Mm -hmm. wrote all of pete's stuff and he was like oh lol like remember when 
I had the idea to like make this guy a sex symbol mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was just so crazy and it worked um so there was like a tiny moment of like humility and self-awareness there um but I think to answer the question of like is he Pete Davidson going to leave SNL you really have to answer the question where is he going to go what is he going to do and until I have like clear answers to those questions I don't think he's gonna leave yeah I mean Hiva you need to be Pete Davidson's agent because after SNL I think you are the person who should guide his career as a boyfriend influencer like his entire job (laughs) is to post on instagram like hey guys just got these new boxers from skims pete 20 (laughs) i think that that would actually be a really good career for him i would love to be his manager pete if you're listening please give me a call we can discuss absolutely Uh, but yeah i feel like this podcast at this point should be called is this pete davidson's last episode because we ask that question all the time either on air or off air it's a really important it is the existential question of our time let's be honest Mm. (laughs) i will say in terms of that sketch that we've been pointing to i actually weirdly liked it just because i liked the craft of it i liked how high concept it was i liked how like well shot it was but i also think that Do you know how many resources and hours and overnights and people it took to film this one sketch about a cast member who's too famous to be a cast member? Like, that is insane. And it's funny because I think someone can make the argument that, like, Kyle Mooney makes very self-referential pre-tapes as well. But I'm like, I don't brush at Kyle Mooney. This makes me uncomfortable in a weird way. Kyle Mooney's are always self-deprecating, right? Like, he's always like, look That's how much a of point. a loser I am. Like, no one wants to be my friend. I'm so unpopular. Yeah. And then he, like, gets married and doesn't tell us who he's married to. But, like, on the other hand, Pete Davidson's like, I'm so cool. And that's the part that's annoying. It is true. Like, P- Pete, I mean, Kyle Mooney writes material that punches down at him. Pete Davidson punches himself up, which is just yeah. odd. Like, I actually think we don't really need that. Anyway. <laughs> Hiba, I wanted to say that even though we don't know when we will come back, because Lorne Michaels does not know when he will go back to work, this has been a very interesting half season to go through with you. I'm so grateful for your companionship and your great insight and just your ability to really see, decipher, understand, and tell me more about Pete Davidson's internal monologue i just i thank you for that and i thank you for doing this show with me after a full year essentially i know it's been great it's been my pleasure to come do this every week and tell you guys all of our weird and random thoughts i appreciate your thought partnership so much candace i feel like we're on the same page always always Mm -hmm. even when we don't like when it's one of us doesn't like the episode when one of us does there's just like a lot of really in-depth critical analysis um and i hope that you guys enjoy watching and like candace said we're going on hiatus until snl comes back hopefully that'll be end of january but we shall see um until then stay safe stay healthy um lots of peace and love and we'll see you and maybe pete davidson in the new year (laughs) Bye. bye